Good afternoon, Woke fam. It's Scott here from Woke Society. He's here to drop another episode of amazing content. Q is back, baby, and they've been dropping like crazy ever since last night all the way until today. And we're going to be covering mostly Q drops because they have been dropping absolute bombshells. And when I talk about Gislaine being Epstein's Geppetto, what are all these... Pinocchio references that I'm referencing. We're going to get into all that today. And if you guys didn't hear, Nancy Pelosi is now calling Trump's DHS, Department of Homeland Security officers that are trying to get rid of the riots. She is now calling them Trump's stormtroopers. Is this racist? We're going to have to get into all of it. But as I always like to do, let's hear a word from our sponsor. You guys have been hearing hearing me talk about them for a while now. Everyone needs a good laugh, right? Especially in times today. That is why I'm presenting you guys Flip City Magazine, America's Last Laugh. This is a clean comedy satire magazine that makes fun of the swamp and it's guaranteed PC free. It's made by two beautiful people out in California who pour their blood, sweat, and tears into this magazine and they're a completely independent company. And their product is top-notch. They have headlines like, Everybody Hates Bill Gates, The Kids Aren't All Right, Song Bland, and Stars We Would Like to See in Quarantine. And they are so ahead of the times, guys. Check this out. What you're going to get in the new uh, subscription today, we already got articles here making fun of Chrissy Teigen. And you can see it here. It was kind of the modeling industry to lower its standards to accommodate John Legend's love beard, Chrissy Teigen, now a more permanent fixture at NBC than Tom Brokaw's Sock Garters. Tegan's temper tantrum throwing tendency and her bitchy Twitter tirades and husband humiliation have become become mythical. Really funny stuff. So this is what you're going to be getting, guys, when you subscribe today. And so how much is this magazine, do you ask? Well, let's hop over to FlipCityMag.com where you can come see their beautiful website. And when you click the link to go to buy or subscribe to their magazine, it's right here. It's $20 for the year, ladies and gentlemen. You cannot beat that price. For a mail-in subscription, it's literally five dollars a magazine. This will not break your this will not break your bank. And if you want, you could always get the regular one one single issue for five ninety nine as well. But I'm telling you guys right now, when you receive the actual print copy in the mail, it's worth every penny. So this is Mad Magazine on steroids. I've been promoting them on my channel for a while, and they're they're absolutely fantastic, and their product is awesome. And the best part is now they're, sh- they're shipping international. So there's so much to be excited about. This product is amazing. So again, check out flipcity. flipcitymag.com in the description below. Hit the link and go subscribe. And, when, and remember... When you support our sponsors, you support this channel. So thank you for that. So guys, as I always like to do, I want to start off with a story today that's really, really kind of funny because as we're all talking about the destruction of the mainstream media, what is the media really focusing on right now? They're focusing on words. They're focusing on paintings now, apparently, and you know things that really matter in the world. Again, they want to be focusing on COVID and nothing important and nothing actually that's worth the news. So I want to play this video here. This is from Carly Q. And this is a story here about how portraits are being moved of President Bush and President Clinton out of the White House into a storage room inside the White House. Let's take a watch and I'll see you guys on the other side of the intro. President Bush and President Clinton, you say they just happen to look best? That's it. Yeah, we honestly, there's no rhyme or reason where we put portraits in the White House. We just put them up where they look, where they're going to fit. And I have the two portraits of the most recent presidents hanging up. Right. right now, that's Bill Clinton and George W. Bush because Barack Obama's portrait has not been officially unveiled yet. And we have learned that in the last week, since last Wednesday, the Trump White House has had those portraits moved and they are no longer there in the grand foyer. And instead, they've 
been moved to the old family dining room, which if you're not familiar with how the White House is laid out, that's a room that visitors to the White House do not often go to. Right now they're storing old furniture and tablecloths inside of it, and that is where they have put the portraits of Bill Clinton and George W. Bush. And instead they've replaced the ones in the foyer with a portrait of William McKinley and Teddy Roosevelt, who of course were president over a century ago. And those are the ones hanging in there. And so we asked the White House why these portraits were moved and why this is happening right now in the middle of a pandemic with so much going on. They did not get back to us with a request for comment for our request for comment. But it's just well, we know why. And this is why we are the news now. For tuning in to the land of the real But it's like the twilight zone The plan is surreal It'll blow your mind when the plan is revealed Bring it all to light All the plans they conceal Grab your flashlight It's time to go down the rabbit hole It's dark and hell is hot Dealing with satanic souls The tide is turning Patriots and now in control Apply aggressive pressure right now Until they fold Stay woke Open up guys and keep them healed All they do is lie Realize how everything is real Through project looking glass The future is revealed Future proves past, but there won't be any deals. Won't society's fam, you know it's time to go. Grab your popcorn, sit back now, enjoy the show. Severe and non on the mic, so come on, enjoy the flow. The wave is rising, and you know it's only gonna grow. All right. So yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is exactly why CNN is going down the tanks, because all they want to talk about is the Confederate flag and why portraits of past presidents that are completely corrupt and part of the deep state are being moved into other rooms of the White House that are usually used for storage and things that just have no value. <laughs> this is why, ladies and gentlemen, we are the news now. Because on Woke Societies and on many other channels out there, all my Red Pill family out there, the other creators, we're all doing our jobs. We're all doing our separate thing, but we all have the same common goal to give you guys the news, the real news, and to talk about the things that actually matter in the world. So starting on that point, I want to hop over to this entire, this whole entire debacle thing going on with DHS and Nancy Pelosi and what's going on in Portland. And then we're going to jump right into the Q drops and we're going to just go fly right through all those. So let's start here. AP News, Mayor of Portland to Trump, get your troops out of the city. That's right. We want more destruction, more chaos, more lives lost. This is how we want to show the country our way is better. So this is what's going on out in Portland, Oregon now. The mayor of Portland demanded Friday that President Trump re remove militarized federal agents he deployed to the city after some detained people on streets far from federal property they were sent to protect. Keep your troops in your own buildings or have them leave our city. Remember, this is AP News, so they're going to put a spin on it to make it look as bad for Trump as possible. So this is from Mayor Ted Wheeler said at a news conference. Democratic Governor Kate Brown said Trump is looking for a confrontation in the hopes of winning political points elsewhere. That's really funny. It also serves as a distraction from the coronavirus pandemic, which is causing spiking numbers of infections in Oregon and the nation. Brown spokesman Charles Boyle said Friday that arresting people without probable cause is extraordinarily concerning and a violation of their civil liberties and constitutional rights. Oregon Attorney General Ellen Rosenblum said she would file a lawsuit in federal court against the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, the Marshal Service, Customs and Border Protection, and Federal Protection Service, alleging they have violated the civil rights of Oregonians by detaining them without probable cause. 
she will also sink, seek a temporary restraining order against them. So again, we're defending people who are burning down buildings, destroying things, beating the shit out of people, choking them because they're religious. But you know, these federal agents have no probable cause, according to this mayor out in Portland. So are things getting better out there? No, they're not. And by the way, Trump has is in his full legal authority to send troops out there to stop anarchists. Because again, let's call them what they are. They're not protesters. They are rioters. They are anarchists. They are anti-Americans and people with absolutely warped minds right now. And they're still trying to rip down statues. So in my mind, obviously, and everyone out there that's listening obviously knows what's going on here. But we have the Portland, Portland mayor telling Trump to get his troops out of there so more people can peaceably protest. So it wasn't just that mayor that had to weigh in on all this. We had Nancy Pelosi. This is the first thing I saw this morning, and it was really funny to see. So we have Nancy Pelosi here saying, calling the DHS officers unidentified stormtroopers. Wow. Wow. Unmarked cars kidnapping protesters and causing severe injuries in response to graffiti. (laughs) I'm sure the, the people that lost their businesses lost their businesses due to graffiti. I'm sure that's all they're doing, right, Nancy? These are not the actions of a democratic republic. You're right. They're actions of anarchists and people who hate America, Nancy. That is a great point. So she continues to say, at DHS governor's actions in Portland's undermine its mission, Trump and his stormtroopers must be stopped. Now, I said in the beginning of the episode, is this something racist? Now, I don't necessarily think it's racist, but, you know, anyone that knows Star Wars knows that the Stormtroopers were part of Darth Vader's army. There is the evil person in the story. We know where she was going with this. But again, she is, again, painting these people as just peaceful protesters and all that. When we know exactly that these peaceful protesters, the ones that were there originally, their whole entire movement got hijacked. Police officers have been saying that. Black police officers have been saying that. And people that have been on the ground have been saying this for months now. And here we are. We have Nancy weighing in with her vodka breath, talking about Trump and his stormtroopers. They must be stopped. And again, they're going as far here out here in Oregon. The attorney general is going to sue to stop these federal arrests of Portland protesters. So again, we have Democrats here backing up protesters and still still not one of them has denounced antifa have denounced the protesters because they can't because their puppet master soros and whoever else is controlling the situation knows they cannot do that because it's not part of their plan they have to continue to go down with the sinking ship so they're gonna go they're gonna hopefully this doesn't happen but Oregon Attorney General Ellen Rosenbaum will file a lawsuit in federal court today seeking a temporary restraining restraining order barring the Department of Homeland Security and other federal law enforcement agencies from seizing and detaining Portland protesters without probable cause. Good luck with that. Have fun wasting everyone's time. And I'm sure, I'm sure the people's businesses that got destroyed love knowing that you're going to further protect these people and they will continue to destroy businesses. It's a great Great place to live, great place to have a family, great place to have a business. So good luck with that. But the best part about this is if you guys haven't followed Andy, no. He is the one, he's been one of the guys that have been following Antifa for a very long time. He was on Fox News and he was weighing in on 
what is going on out here with all these protests and Antifa. And here we are on Twitter. The claim that Trump's secret police are abducting people is a lie. And this is the narrative that they're pushing, that people are showing up unidentified. There's no, there's no, there's nothing, I guess, identifying them as police officers. That's what they're saying. They're just random people showing up in masks and weapons and unmarked cars and just stealing people and kidnapping, kidnapping them like, like we live in China. But obviously, we know that's not what's going on because right now, the top heads of Antifa are being arrested in mass numbers, and people that are just causing destruction are getting arrested in mass numbers and being put in jail where they belong. So this is from Andy No on Twitter. The claim that Trump's secret police are abducting people is a lie. It's an Antifa falsehood to distract from the fact that DHS has been extremely effective at arresting criminal suspects. I went on Fox News with Professor John Yu to discuss the Portland riots, and let's hear what he has to say real quick. Okay, so listen, this has been going on. I think we're on our 50th night, Andy. I know you've been there. You've been in the midst of it. Um, there are folks there who are saying it's uh, like stop and frisk meets Guantanamo Bay. They say people who are protesters uh, who aren't doing anything wrong are being abducted by federal authorities. Um, can you tell us anything uh, like this or what you saw while you were there on the ground? No, that is an anti-pop uh, talking point that's being repeated by sympathetic media. So all federal law enforcement agencies are going to have unmarked vehicles so that they can do surveillance and discreet arrests of people who are evading uh, arrests, right? So it's no surprise, and it's quite obvious, that they would use unmarked vehicles to discreetly pull up to violent criminal suspects and arrest them with minimal or no force. And the reason why people are bringing this up as a distraction is because it's quite effective. The federal law enforcement have made numerous arrests since their short time in the city of Portland, and they've bringing serious charges, charges of assault against law enforcement, destruction of federal property, and um, th this is just an Antifa talking point. And there you go. And he knows it. We all know it. The media that's that's supporting supporting these views of Antifa, they're not they're not reporting on. And 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 the Democrats know these practices that are being used by federal federal employees, people like that work for DHS, the DHS officers. The Dems know when they run operations, this is something that's common knowledge. It's common practice that they go around in unmarked vehicles and they're not out there with big signs saying they're police and big signs on their car that says DHS on the side of it. Because how the hell else would they get so many people? They, obviously, they, the arrests with the police aren't working right now. They haven't been and it's not even the police's fault. But here we are. Here we are still and... There are being a ton of arrests being made, and you would never know what was going on if you watched the TV. So we'll have to see what happens with this as the days continue. But my boy Methods, always putting out some really funny stuff. He put out this tweet here. It says, Nancy Pelosi, Trump and his stormtroopers must be stopped. And Methods said, me, yes, a bunch of stormtroopers dancing and having fun. And it's funny because I tweeted it out today. I can't wait for Halloween this year because you know damn well Trump's going to be dressing up as a stormtrooper, and I hope he does because it would be so savage and so funny. So we'll have to see what happens. We'll have to see what happens. And real quick as we're – whoa, what's – hold on. What's this? Oh, this looks like Joe Biden and his, uh, his campaign. Let's watch this real quick. <laughs> How's that campaign, Joe? I'm glad you got out of the basement. 
just wanted to throw that in there for you guys. Trump is always trolling and it's so fun to watch. So it's really good. And we know, we know Biden's somewhere in his basement hiding somewhere. I don't know if he's ever going to come out. It's going to be Trump on the stage and there's going to be a TV next to Trump and they're going to be going at it. Apparently that's what it looks like at this, at this point, because I don't see anything else going on here. So let's get into the Q drop, shall we? Cause it's, we have so much to cover. There's so many things going on with them and we just have a lot to cover with it. So I want to jump into it earlier today than I normally do in an episode. So let's get into it, shall we? So 4581, there has been some big, big D-class that's been coming down the pipe. And we got some more of it yesterday. So 4581, Senate releases declassified docs that substantially undercut Steele dossier. Page FISA warrant. And here's a link to the judiciary.senate.gov website talking about exactly what this is. So this is from the Committee on the Judiciary, and this is, looks like, Lindsey Graham talking here. So this is this is what it reads. Today, as part of the Senate Judiciary Committee's ongoing investigation into the Crossfire Hurricane investigation and related FISA abuses, Chairman Lindsey Graham released two recently declassified documents that significantly undercut the reliability of the Steele dossier and the accuracy and reliability of many of the factual assertions in the Carter Page FISA applications. And he goes on to say that he's very pleased and he just wants to thank the attorney general for everything that's been being done. And he's going to let the American people decide now that it's out in the public. What have we learned from the release of these two documents by the Department of Justice? Number one, it is clear to me that the memo regarding the FBI interview of the primary subsource in January 2017 should have required the system to stop and reevaluate the case against Mr. Page. Most importantly, after this interview of the subsource and the subsequent memo detailing the contents of the interview, it was a miscarriage of justice for the FBI and the Department of Justice to continue to seek a FISA warrant against Carter Page in April and June of 2017. The dossier was a critical document to justify a FISA warrant against Mr. Page and the DOJ memo clearly indicates that the reliability of the dossier was completely destroyed after the interview with the primary subsource. And look at the date because dates are so important right now in January of 2017. So guys, they knew already in 2017, January, that this entire thing was garbage, but they still went with it anyways. Those who knew or should have known of this development and continue to pursue a FISA war against Mr. Page anyway are in deep legal jeopardy in my view. And this is why we keep saying the Spygate actors are screwed. Secondly, the comments of Peter Strzok regarding the February 14th New York Times article are devastating in that they are an admission that there was no reliable evidence that anyone from the Trump campaign was working with Russian intelligence agencies in any form. So what does this all mean? Let's go to Catherine Heritage here because she, again, she's been dropping more D-class. This dropped yesterday. So she says, new declassified FBI records released show primary subsource for Steele dossier cast doubt on most salacious allegations against their then candidate Trump during FBI interview late January 2017. So this is four months, four months before they wanted to push this stupid special counsel or Robert Mueller to continue the investigation. This was four months before. So they knew already this entire dossier was bad. It was bad evidence. They had nothing, but yet they continued to push this case. And that's exactly what they did. And Catherine continues to say here, over a three-day period, FBI and DOJ teams were told by the source that that Steele was warned. Allegations about Mr. Trump's activities at Moscow Ritz, and here it is, were, quote, rumor and speculation 
plus subsource had not been able to confirm the story. So again, this entire thing was based on lies, second and third hand information in rumor and speculation. And this was four months before they decided to go down the route, get these FISA warrants and then push the Robert Mueller investigation, which we all know was a complete flop and nothing came out of it. And it just made the Democrats look even worse. So this is what Q is talking about right now. And there was even more here in regards to what this uh, Judiciary Committee came up with. This is exactly what it's in reference to. Again, from Catherine Heritage. Newly declassified doc says release includes agent struck type comments on February 2017 New York Times report of repeated contacts. Trump campaign aides and Russian intel. Read redacted margin notes misleading and accurate plus cast doubt. Dossier author Steele. So what we have going on here essentially is that they knew way ahead of time that this entire dossier was misleading and inaccurate. And Peter Strzok wrote notes saying this exact same thing. And it's, I don't know, I don't know how you come back from this and I can barely, I can barely read the handwriting in here. That's why I'm not even going to try to bring it up, but either way, this is what Q is in reference to. This is what they're talking about right now. So again, there's the re it's out. It's out now. So they, all we have to do right now is wait for the hearings because I want to see these people fry. But it gets even worse. 4582, FBI Crossfire Hurricane Unit watched Trump the day he took office of oath. And they link a Washington Times article here. And this is where it gets not here. Uh, where is it? Is it this one? Oh, here it is. Got it. It's loading up. So FBI Crossfire Hurricane Unit watched Trump the day he took oath of office. And here we are, Peter Strzok smack dab in the middle of this. FBI agent Peter Strzok here and his FBI Crossfire Hurricane Unit were focused on the White House during President Trump's inauguration celebration so much so that the angry, that's in quotes, in quotes, angry agent complained he was kept out of the loop on a bureau counterintelligence briefing there. Mr. Strzok, who would later be fired for his anti-Trump message to FBI lawyer Lisa Page, erupted the day after Mr. Trump became president because it wasn't because he erupted because he lost and he knew he's in deep he's in deep trouble. According to newly released emails obtained by Judicial Watch, a conservative watchdog in Washington, Mr. Strzok said in, in an email to his boss, counterintelligence chief Bill Priestap. He could have folded the FBI briefing into a strategy for for investigating Trump associates. I heard from Redacted, and this is I think this is him speaking here. I heard from Redacted, there's no name here, about the White House CI briefing routed from and against Redacted. Mr. Strzok said, I am angry that Jen, Jennifer Boone did not at least CC me. As my branch has pending investigative matters there, this brief may play into our investigative strategy and I would like the ability to have visibility and provide thoughts slash counsel to you in advance of the briefing. This is one of the reasons why I raised the issue of lane slash responsibilities that I did when you asked her to handle White House detailing interaction. The afternoon and night before the inauguration, a bevy of heavy redacted emails were exchanged by Mr. Strzok and other high-ranking counter intelligence officials and these documents suggest and here's the bombshell the, the sentence that you all need to pay attention to these documents suggest that the president trump was targeted by then their director james comey fbi as soon as he stepped foot into the Oval office of judicial watch president tom fitton 
These people are going to have a lot to explain, Patriots, and I don't know what their what their reasons are going to be. I I just want to see these people fry and flip flop and go after each other and tear each other apart, throw each other on the bus because it's been years of this garbage, and now we're finally finally seeing the D class, the undeniable notes, the pages, the emails, all this stuff coming out right now, all this D class, and you're wondering why. COVID's happening right now. These riots are still happening right now. All these distractions are all piling on right now to cover up mostly probably this stuff, Ghislaine Maxwell, all the Epstein stuff. I mean, my God, there is so much stuff going on right now. But this right now, guys, we're, we're, we're hitting that. We're going to be hitting that crescendo at some point. We're getting closer and closer. And now this D class is great because it's going to allow people to look at the actual evidence for the first time, the real evidence for the first time, and people are going to be able to think and decide for themselves. And that is what Q has been pushing here. We have been waiting for this moment. Anons that have known, we've been waiting. We've been trying to just be patient as possible. And here we are. The D-class is coming, and it's going to get even better from here. So let's continue on to the rest of the Q drops. 4583. CDC has been misreporting the data for coronavirus to inflate the numbers. What would be the primary purpose of inflating C-19 numbers? Who benefits the most? Pro-America versus anti-America. Infiltration, all assets deployed. Election, not virus. So let's go to the Twitter here. I think it's right here. This is from Andrew Bostom. Real data, again, comparing, this is in Texas, I believe, comparing seasonal flu deaths in Texas in 2017-18 and 2018-19 to C-19 deaths in 2020. Data from Texas Department of Health 2019 flu data, and here's a picture right here talking about the deaths of influenza from 2017 to 18 was 11,917, 2018-19, 10,020, and look at the number for COVID, ladies and gentlemen. What, what is this? The number is 3,322, and this is what's being mandated for masks right now. In Texas right now, of, of all the states, of all the all these states that I figured would never do this stuff, and here we are, I'm out here in New York, and they haven't mandated masks for the entire state. But Texas, Arizona, Alabama, what is going on out here? What the hell is going on? Well, you see these numbers, these these stark contrast, contrast here. What is this really about? We all know. It is about the election. So this is what Q is talking about and referencing here. 4584. They manipulated COVID-19 for political purposes and the 2020 election. CDC COVID-19 data actually lower than reported and actually is in the kill boxes. Why did select DGOVs for mandate nursing home C-19 positive insert? Election, not virus. Win by any means necessary. And actually, I was going to, it was another tweet here. Yes, this uh, previous tweet was talking about sources inside Trump administration confirmed to me that the CDC has been misreporting the data for coronavirus to inflate the numbers. So you guys tell me, you guys tell me with all this stuff going on. From the get-go, from when this virus started, it was never reported when it actually originally happened from China. We know who, the organization who, was suppressing this. They knew something was up, but they didn't want to hurt China's feelings because they're they got they're in bed with each other. So we have that happen, and then COVID eventually gets here, and we know what's going on with the deaths and how 
death certificates are being filled out by doctors. We know people are just being assumed to have COVID. People are dying and they're just writing COVID on the death certificates because they, the hospitals get a ton of money, insurance kickbacks, so many things. So you have that in the mix. And on top of it, you have the CDC misreporting data and you get Trump is getting a, a hellstorm from the media because he wants his own his own way of getting the, the, the real data out on a daily basis. And that's exactly what he was doing. And he's getting killed for it right now. And then we find out the CDC is misreporting the data. Since this entire thing has started, the numbers have never added up anywhere on any model. Nothing is added up. Everything Dr. Fauci has been talking about is garbage. All of it. These mass mandates, they mean nothing. This entire thing is a show. And when I see people walking around with masks, I can't help but laugh. I can't. It's so sad to see what's going on, but this is the biggest psyop I could possibly think of with the mainstream media and the American public I think I've, I have ever seen in my life. But Q keeps talking about these COVID numbers. Why does this keep happening? The election, not the virus. So 4585, this gets even worse. Cover up. CDC labs were contaminated, delaying coronavirus testing, officials say. How do you provide cover for invalid positive test results? Think pawpaw. <laughs> the swamp runs deep. The news is fake. The war is real. And this is what we were, I was talking with uh, talking about with Kate last night. Remember the uh, pawpaw? The, uh, the president out in Tanzania was taught. He tested a goat and a pawpaw fruit with these tests, and they both came back positive for COVID-19. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. You really can't. And the link that they provided here was to a New York Times article, which kills me to have my computer, but this is the link that Q, uh, that Q brought up here, and it's the CDC labs were contaminated, delaying coronavirus testing, officials say. Fallout from the, let me see here, oh, right here. Sloppy laboratory practices at the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention caused contamination that rendered the nation's first coronavirus test ineffective. Federal officials confirmed on Saturday. Two of the three CDC laboratories in Atlanta that created the coronavirus test kits violated their own manufacturing standards. No, you know what that is? They were probably told to push things through by some of the higher-ups. Doesn't matter what the results are because we were trying to get out a certain narrative. That's what my translation of that is. Resulting in the agency sending tests that did not work to nearly all the 100 state and local public health labs, according to the Food and Drug Administration. But yes, let's yell and blame at Trump. Blame Trump for all of this. All, all those 100,000 deaths that mean nothing when you bring it up to people who want to mob you on Facebook and Twitter. All those deaths are at Trump's feet. No, they're not. No, they are not. Not one of those deaths are at Trump's feet. The people that did this out in Wuhan and everyone that's implicated in allowing this stuff to happen, they are the ones that are responsible for all of this. So let's get that straight and let's get that clear here. So we're going to continue on. So that's the thing. Like, how can you possibly believe anything that any of this is? How, how is any of this is accurate? How is any of this truth? Can it be? And it gets even worse. 4586, coordinated deception. Florida labs not reporting negative COVID-19 test results. And how important is Florida for the 2020 election? And they are super important. One lab equals possible human error. Countless labs equals deliberate coordinate, coordinated. Largest coordinated misdisinformation campaign ever to be pushed. And Q agrees right there by controlled entities who benefits the most. And this is just a story out from Fox News talking about how multiple, multiple labs were all telling people 
They were all positive, and there was literally no negative test results. And how has this happened on multiple labs? It would be understandable if it was one, and that's what Q's whole entire point is, but we know. And look at this. Countless labs have reported 100% positivity rate. There is no way. There is no way. So really, again, what's really going on here? Now, speaking of COVID, this next drop here caught my attention big time. And then we're going to get into the Pinocchio stuff. 4587. COVID-19 narrative ends the day after the election. Expect cyber attacks. My name is Dr. Oops. Hal Teitelbaum. Now is the time to refocus on your health. Hold on, guys. Fox is playing an ad on me. You got to love it. So, yes, let's look at this Q drop here. So, COVID-19 narrative ends the day after the election. Expect cyber attacks slash attempts on November 4th. And look at this drop. This one's scary. C-19 narrative kill date, election day plus one. Q is saying here, prepare for zero day, massive cyber power attacks, attempts on 11.4. And there is a tw- there's a tweet here that they linked. And this one is a little scary. So this is from Alexander Bauman. And he says, safety standards and core rules for Washington State conveniently end the day after the election. Is this about a virus or the election? Who benefits the most? No debates. Can Biden debate? And this is... This is the health guidelines for Washington State right now. And look at the effective dates. They were moved up to July 8th. And look at the expiration, November 5th. How could you not have made it more obvious? Couldn't you at least put maybe December 5th, November 12th, something? Two days after the election, this is when this expires. Maybe by the plus one there, they didn't want to get uh, people's attention. So this is what they were pushing for. It's unreal. So again, he even... This guy Alexander says, no debates, can Biden debate, who benefits the most? Obviously, the Dems are completely benefiting the most from all this right now because it keeps their candidate that would normally be talking about things he wants to change for the country and things he wants to do for the country, but we haven't heard jack shit from him. And he's still in the basement, still in the basement or on that burning ship that I showed you guys before. Either way, but Q is talking about here a cyber attack. Now, it's scary because we don't know. We, we keep hearing about blackouts and the internet takedown. Something like this where they talk about pre- prepare for zero day. I don't know if that means there's going to be an internet shutdown. And when the internet shuts down, it's going to scrub everything. I'm talking all internet profiles, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube videos. Who knows? But it says this entire narrative will die one day after the election. And the attacks, this, this cyber attack will happen on 11.4. Now, remember... Q does put out disinformation there. And remember, do not do not get your hopes up with dates and times on things because we don't know who some of these messages are for. And we've been told before by Q, and you have to keep in mind that these messages are sometimes for operators that are out there and for other people that are reading these things to carry out missions, to carry out operations. Who the hell knows? We don't know everything. We will never know everything. But it's something to keep in the back of your head. Plan for something to happen the day after the election because right now I want to tell people, if Trump is reelected, things are not going to be peaches and cream the moment that happens. These, a lot of these people are still going to be in the positions that they are in. So be prepared for that. Things aren't just going to happen and change overnight. It'll be nice that Trump doesn't have to worry about a reelection in the next four years of his presidency, but we'll have to wait and see what happens here. All right. Now let's get into the Disney stuff because this stuff gets really weird. And this is why I titled 
the episode this. Disney's Pinocchio, little boys taken to islands. They hide their sickness in plain sight. Now, I, me like a bunch of other kids, we grew up watching these things. Let's just look at this and try not to get scarred from it. Do not give up the citizen investigation. This is Q talking here. Public awareness, important. Bypass of control to prove topics. General public steered by MSNDC like a dog steering sheep. Have faith in humanity. And we're going to a tweet here from the Q storm. And this is very disturbing. And something I never realized was, was a thing until I started looking into this a little bit more deeper here. And I'll see if this pulls up. Right. So it says, this is a picture here of the Pinocchio book. Meanwhile, Honest John and Gideon were, were at a tavern. A fat coachman was there too. Honest John bragged about how much money Stromboli had paid for Pinocchio. I pay even more for small boys, said the coachman. He showed them a sack of gold. And I looked into this. This coachman pretty much is a child trafficker bringing boys that he pays for to an island called Pleasure Island. And it gets creepier. The coachman told Honest John his scheme. He brought boys to a place called Pleasure Island. He said, no, no boys ever return, at least not as boys. That is disturbing. Because we know, we know the deeper side of what this is talking about. Honest John decided to catch more small boys. And just then, Pinocchio and I were racing home to Geppetto. I ran very fast. I didn't see Honest John stop Pinocchio until it was too late. So there's a lot of digs out there with Disney. And even this Q, Q, uh, Q storm said, hashtag dump Disney. These people are sick. And Q is letting us know. This is why I'm telling you why it was so important when Q linked the Dan Scavino video with the uh, with the Lincoln Park tribute song in the end, in the background. They know what's going on with kids. This is all about the kids and stopping the trafficking and the terrible things that are done to children in this world. And we have Pinocchio here being a part of this. So what, what else does this all mean? Well, let's go to 4589. Epstein was Pinocchio with Geppetto. Gisling pulling the strings, accuser says. And this is in reference to an older Q drop here from July 2nd. And it's a screenshot of it. It says, possible Epstein was a puppet, not the main person of interest. Financed by who or what foreign entities. Primary gather blackmail and elected politicians, dignitaries, royalty, Hollywood influencers, Wall Street, and other financial top-level players, other high-profile industry-specific people, etc. Feed an addiction, controllable, Maxwell family background, and you guys, if you don't know the fam- Maxwell family background, dig into it. Look at what her father was into. It'll blow your mind. Robert Maxwell history. There he is. Intel agency wealth class dash one nine nine. Sometimes it's the people in the background that are of greater significance, and that keeps coming up with pictures that Q is dropping. And we all know Bill Clinton. We know we know the big dogs, but sometimes there are people. In the background, these pictures that are even more important and have more of a connection to the story. And 4589 here, Q links a post to the New York Post. Let's pull it up here. And this says, Epstein was Pinocchio with Geppetto Gisling pulling the strings, accuser says. And before we get into that, this is what, this is kind of how I felt since Galen got arrested. Everyone was so upset when Epstein supposedly killed himself, we thought he was the biggest fish of all. But at this point, I'm under a different conclusion. I honestly believe Galene is the one that was running the show. And look at what this accuser says here. 
Ghislaine Maxwell is far worse than Jeffrey Epstein when it came to abusing young women and girls according to their most outspoken accuser. In fact, she was Geppetto to his Pinocchio. She was pulling the strings, Virginia Roberts said of Maxwell on Thursday, calling Maxwell the mastermind and a monster. Ghislaine was was much more conniving and smart than Epstein ever was. I know that woman. I've known her very well. Put it this way, Epstein was Pinocchio when she was Geppetto. Virginia had still more choice words for Maxwell. She is a monster. She's worse than Epstein. She did things even worse than Epstein did. She was vicious. She was evil. And she's a woman. Virginia called Maxwell's arrest two weeks ago on charges that she recruited girls for Epstein a moment that was momentous and just surreal. It's one of those life moments that I'll never forget. And there was quotes from Maxwell also saying that she knew Epstein would be her downfall and that she had to distance herself. And when she says things like that, when you hear quotes like that, that tells me that Galene was doing the work. She was the one behind the scenes. And and essentially, Epstein was her puppet. And they worked they worked in tandem with each other. And we have one of the most prolific, 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 there we go, prolific survivors of this of all this for Virginia Roberts here calling Galene out and saying she is the monster and she's worse than Epstein. So let it be, a, maybe this was a blessing in disguise, guys. The ones that got really discouraged when Epstein supposedly killed himself, maybe he wasn't the big fish that we all thought he was and what we needed. Maybe it was Galene this entire time. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. But either way, I want to pull up this uh, this tweet here. So yes, a tweet I wanted to come over, cover here from Patriot Soapbox. This is just to add some more context. This is something I just thought was interesting. It's more tinfoily than anything, but just take a look at this. So they tweet out, wow, now think about this, Geppetto. Then they put Geppetto, G-E-P-E-D-D-O, and Petto. We all know what that stands for. He handles the toy he made, Pinocchio, pulls its strings, makes it do whatever he desires it to, but it gets worse. Pinocchio translates means pine nut. Think pineal gland. I don't think it's going that far. I'm not willing to go that far. But this is what they they brought up, and it makes a lot of sense in, refer, in reference to what Q recently dropped about the about the Pinocchio book. And the weird part is too, if you guys didn't hear, they're doing a live action Pinocchio movie, and guess who's gonna be Geppetto? Who's the lead actor for Geppetto? None other than Tom Hanks. <laughs> you can Google it right now. He is the front runner to do Geppetto. In a live-action Pinocchio, you cannot make this stuff up, and it gets even weirder for Galen and the new, actually, and for Disney in general. Why is it always Disney World employees? And this is a from the Daily News: Among 16 men arrested in child pornography sting, and more than a dozen men in Central Florida, including two Walt Disney World employees, have been arrested as part of a sting operation that targeted child. Pornography distri- uh, distributors Justin Hazen, 32, and roommate Arlandra Sims, 36, were among the 16 men arrested by the Polk County Sheriff's Office and charged with the collective 1,409 felonies, possession, and distribution of child pornography and other terrible things in this article, which I'm not going to get into. But it's just this whole entire theme of Pinocchio today, and this news came out literally. Uh, this was this was back in June. This was back in June. But now the arrests are actually going through and they're being charged, which is which is just it, it's so sickening to know that, you know, the, the place where you bring your children, that's probably where the most of these people are and you would never even know. But Ghislaine was also in the news for other things in regards to this Pinocchio thing, but they're also looking at other people besides Ghislaine. And this is from the New York Post. Ghislaine Maxwell's lieutenant, Sarah Kellen, may be arrested next, her parents fear. And the parents of Ghislaine Maxwell's accused lieutenant, Sarah Kellen, 
worry their daughter would be arrested next in Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking ring, according to report. After Maxwell, I think Sarah's next, Kellen's mom, Mary Ellen, said, as she choked up at the prospect of her daughter's possible arrest, according to report on the Daily Mail. Well, it would make sense if you were flying on the plane a bajillion times with Epstein and her. She's probably going to be brought in to be questioned. That's probably just common sense at this point, I would think. So, and it's also getting out. This is starting to circulate in the news that Chelsea Clinton and Ghislaine Maxwell were such close friends, they actually vacationed together. Now, that is a huge problem. And I'm not going to go into the story. We all know what's, we all know the connections between the Clintons, and everyone knows this picture here. When Chelsea was getting married, look at who's in the background right there. It's probably one of the worst pictures you could probably have. There you see Ghislaine Maxwell's face sticking out, sticking out there with her creepy face at Chelsea's wedding. So you tell me, guys. All these crooks are in each other's beds. They all hang out with each other. They all vacation together. What are they all doing together? Why are you guys friends? I would love to know. And so are the rest of the country at this point. Because what what the hell is going on here? Let's continue. 4590. Shame of terrors. This is a New York post here of Kevin Spacey and Ghislaine Maxwell. And this is crazy, guys. This marks the third Spacey accuser to die in 2019. At what point does it become painfully obvious? And it's here. Here we go to a Washington Washington Examiner article here talking about how Kevin Spacey, he had three accusers in the same year, killed themselves within the same year. How does this happen? This is an article from December 26, 2019. And Q is bringing this up because it's relevant to Galene. There, there, they're pictured. I, I don't know where this is. I think this might have been out in the UK, but they're pictured together again, proving people like this have like company and all that other stuff. Forty-five ninety-one. This is a Breitbart article, and it says five-five with the question mark and Q. And then when you go to the Breitbart article here, it says the article headline is Connecticut satanic desecration marks eleventh attack on Christian church. And St. Joseph's Church was vandalized this week as an unknown individual or individuals painted satanic and anarchist symbols on its doors, reports the New Haven Register. So this is out in Connecticut. And again, I'm surprised this wasn't blamed on Q yet. But now, now we're seeing attacks on churches, Catholic churches, Christian churches, whatever you want to say. A church in general is being now attacked and they're being vandalized. So it's moved. It's moved from statues. It's moved from George Floyd. And now it's erupted now from also police now going after churches. So really, the whole entire plan is out there. Dems, Deep State, whatever you want to call yourselves, you're all in the same bed with each other. We're seeing what's going on right now. We're not stupid. We know what the end game is. You are trying to completely uplift and just dishevel this, our principles and our, and our values as Americans. You are trying to erase everything. We got it. 4592. When was the last time you witnessed a Democratic Party leader being patriotic? Not in a long time. Exhibiting national pride, love, love of country. When was the last time you witnessed a D-Party leader speak out against the riots, violence in the streets? MSNDC projecting peaceful protests. When was the last time you witnessed a D-Party leader support who took the oath to protect and defend? Not any, not, not in my lifetime that I can remember. When was the last time you witnessed a D-Party leader support and call out for unity across our nation? Why do they want people divided? Why do they want people categorized? Who controls the Democrat Party leaders? Foreign, the great deceivers. And that's exactly 
what they are. 4593 to wrap up the show today. When the news is no longer trustworthy, it is up to each of us to use discernment. Have faith and trust in yourself. Unity, not division. And where we go one, we go all. And we're going to go to that link here. This is somebody out in Germany. He is talking to a group of people. And the quote here says, we are not alone. More and more people awake. Where we go one, we go all. And the person filming this said, I had freaking goosebumps. He actually said that in front of this huge crowd, maybe three to 4,000. Let's listen in real quick. And the crowd yells it with them. And Q's just pointing out, Patriots worldwide, it's really cool to see. And that's all the Q drops that we have today, ladies and gentlemen. This episode flew by. It was such a pleasure to do this. And I want to just play um, one video here because I want people to just realize, if you see a cop today, watch this real quick. Look at this. This is out in Chicago, and all these cops are doing is protecting a statue, and they are surrounded, and all they're, they're getting glass thrown at them, cans, garbage. It's just so terrible to see. Nobody should have to deal with this. Nobody. There was a metal bar that was just thrown at one of them. It's, this is crazy. It's crazy. So when you guys, if you guys see a police officer... Just let them know they're appreciated. Let them know because they're the only thing that are keeping anything between us and our anarchists like that. So just, I just, I have, just feel for them a little bit. Let them know they, they're appreciated and that they are respected because nobody, nobody should have to be dealing with that. So thank you guys for joining us today. Thank you for listening out on Podcast World. You guys are the best. So again, go to my channel here, like, share, subscribe, comment, let everyone know we are the news now. We're at 90.3 subscribers. We are on our way, ladies and gentlemen, to reaching the 100,000 mark. And I cannot wait to get there. So check that out. Go to my Patreon as well. If you want to become a, a, a diehard fan, you get an extra live stream out of me on Mondays for that. So check that out. There's a bunch of different tiers with different stuff. And of course, check out my shop, guys. I have all the summer attire, the V-necks, the, the tank tops for uh, men and ladies. I got all these cool mugs, orange man rad and i got two xl sizes now for most of this stuff so you guys have been asking i've been providing you got this thank you hat and of course a bunch of other hats my brothers makes and all that good stuff all the woke merch as well and we got a woke society's official snapback as well which is beautiful i just got that in from my brother the other day so we have all that going on so check it out look at it tell me what you think let me know what you guys think of the episode and all that good stuff so for everyone out there Anyone out there that's on my uh, that's on Patreon, I'll see you guys Monday. Everyone else, I'll see you on my Tuesday night live stream. And we're going to get this party started all over again. So we'll have to see what happens. So until then, guys, stay safe, stay warm. And as I always say, stay woke.